Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackby and joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk or subscribe anywhere you get your podcast today. Plenty of news coming the Pittsburgh Steelers way as we are 24 hours from the beginning of OTAs and mandatory minicamp, excuse me, it's been a beautiful week in the Berg. You've had a rough weekend. I Celtics did. fans in general have had a rough weekend. It's it's not fun. You know, I would have liked to come on here and talk about how the Celtics are 3-0, they're 0-3. Let me ask this question. Is there a, is there a part of you that's like, you know, you could, it could it's happened before, it could happen again, or are you just looking at this going, it's over? I'm looking at it. Yeah, as it's over. I just want them to show some pride, at least like win Something. one game. Come on. Like, I don't know. And also just when you're staring down the off season, you're like, just extend this for as long as you can. You just want a reason to, to watch and care for as long as you can, even if it, if it pisses you off. Um, but no, I mean it, so it, I, you know, leaving Pittsburgh, they were, they were down Oh one. That's, that's whatever. It, it feels like whiplash coming back and then being down three Oh, but yeah. it was a, it was a great time in Boston. You know, I got to spend some time with my brother and my dad. Um, nice. It was, everything was real smooth. Everything was fun. Like I, you know, my flights were all good. Getting into Boston was fine. I, I got to see a friend before, like before we went into the stadium and the environment's crazy. I had a lot of fun. Like it was a good game, game two, when, the one I went to. And up until like the final, like four minutes, I was having a great weekend. Um, <laughs> and then, and then since then, it's just been downhill. Yeah. Every moment since. Yeah, it's it's looking rough. The Lakers fans on the other side of that one. I watched game three and I was just like, yeah. this is just this is just ridiculous. This is not even fun to watch. Jimmy Butler, Jamal Murray would be a good time. I'm sure all the football fans are having a blast as we're recapping the NBA playoffs <laughs> the last couple of weeks. But that'll hopefully end soon. It is a beautiful week in the Berg. It's been mm-hmm. a beautiful weekend in the Berg. I, I, I was uh, I'm doing a little planting today. I was going to do a little golfing Ooh. before OTAs. You got any last day? We're back to football tomorrow. That's what I kind of used this past weekend for. I got always go yeah. camping before camp because I'm like, your life is over after this. So yeah. I kind of like get away. You got any last minute ditch hurrahs here before we, we head back to football tomorrow? No, I mean, my, this weekend was kind of it. But, you know, hopefully I'm going to try to play some basketball tonight Beautiful. Um, outside. Takes Take advantage of this nice weather. But other than that, no, the I used my I used my last weekend without football on on uh, the Celtics losing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that was mine. 
That's a rough one. That's a rough one. It's all right. It's always fun to go on a trip. It's always a good time. Let's talk some Pittsburgh Steelers football. The big news in the news and notes that are it's relatively small news. It's actually no news at all, but it got people fired up for a quick second. Ezekiel Elliott, Dallas, former Dallas Cowboys running back, current free agent running back, 27 years old. Didn't realize Zeke was so young until all this started to happen. And I actually had to look into Zeke. Tweets started coming out over the weekend. Zeke's in Pittsburgh. He's at Acrisure Stadium. What is Zeke doing in Pittsburgh? What are we doing? And everybody immediately thought this guy's getting signed. The Steelers are going to bring in Ezekiel Elliott. Finds out that he's there to support Ryan Chazier at the Ryan Chazier Spinal Rehabilitation Charity event at Acrisure Stadium. They were teammates at Ohio State, so it makes a bunch of sense. Apparently, he's here every year for it. I don't know how Twitter has existed for the last (laughs) 10 years, and nobody's caught him in the city of Pittsburgh. He's a very recognizable guy. Um, Got people flowing. Got the juices going a little bit on a lot of of Twitter folks out there talking about uh, what, what if? What if Zeke signs with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Let me ask this. Zeke's not coming to Pittsburgh. There's no chance Ezekiel Elliott is signing with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Would it surprise you any if they did make a splash at running back, or would you just look at it and say, eh, this is makes no sense to me whatsoever? It would surprise me a little bit. Um, I, you know, every like the entire the talk of the offseason, not the talk of the offseason, but I feel like a big storyline this offseason is whoa, Najee Harris is set up for a big year. Yeah. And you know, people are talking about Jalen Warren taking less of a, taking more of a backseat than he than he did even last year. So, I don't understand. I don't know where room would be for where there would be room for another running back unless this running back is some special teams ace and can and has returned a bunch of kickoffs for touchdowns or anything. I don't really see. The, if they do sign a running back, he's not going to play a whole lot of offense. No. I feel like. yeah. yeah, no, probably zero offense. That's why I like Zeke. Like Zeke would be cool, and I think. If Jalen Warren didn't exist, Zeke would be yeah. very cool. Like that would be Zeke can be still play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got he's got stuff. Like people are people are talking about. Oh, Zeke, he lost a step. He's getting old. He's beat up. Yeah, he probably is. Like the dude's had a, a successful NFL career at running back. He's a hard nosed runner. So chances are, by twenty seven years old, you've been in the league what six years now. Like your yeah. your legs are beat up. They're hurt. But he rushed for like 800, 900 yards last season. That's pretty impressive. 15 touchdowns or something, 12 touchdowns yeah. last season. Like the guy knows how to find the end zone and he's still a successful running back. I, it would be, it would be cool. Like it would be mm-hmm. so, so, so let's, let's, you know, touch on that hypothetical here, that, that imagination theory, I guess we could toss mm-hmm. it at RSA. If Jalen Warren was never here, wasn't part of Pittsburgh. No, no. Jalen Warren is here. Let's rephrase it like this. If you had to pick, would you go Najee Zeke? Najee, another big name on the free agency market, you know, within that same classification as Zeke, or would you say, nah, let's rock it with Jay Warren. He's a perfect change of pace back. This is who this is who Najee's best partner is. Well, I I'm a big Jalen Warren guy. Um, so I I like I, you know, I think he brings something different, like you said. Zeke is just kind of more of the same, which isn't bad. I think like I said, I, I still think he can play and he can be a valuable contributor. I think he would look really good in black and gold, like just yes. aesthetically, like that crop top in the black and uh, gold. That mm, would be unbelievable. Najee and Zeke getting off the bus would be terrifying. Yeah. Be like those are the two biggest, scariest running backs Pittsburgh's had in a long, long time. Yeah. But I still, I think from a football perspective, Jalen's probably the better option there. Like he's, you know, he brings something different. 
you know, a little more speed, a little bit more catch up, catch passes out of the backfield. Whereas Zeke, I feel like is kind of built in the same mold as Najee in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And it, it kind of, it's crazy because I'm with you, Jalen Warren. Look at Zeke would be, amazing. it'd be fun. Yeah, it would be so cool if Jalen Warren wasn't around. But Jalen Warren is around. I'm excited to see what Jalen Warren has to do. So my pick would be Jalen Warren. But just like if this was a year ago, the running back market that is still sitting here as we approach OTAs, one roster spot left for the Steelers. Like this would all this is exactly what we would be talking about. Only thing we'd be talking about Ezekiel Elliott. That'd be huge. Leonard Fournette. I think he's lost a bigger step than Zeke, but Still a good name to have as a backup running back. Kareem Hunt would be unbelievable. That would easily be my Mm -hmm. top choice there. And then, you know, you got Daryl Williams still out there. Dontrell Hillard still out there. Royce Freeman still out there. David Johnson, Kenyon Drake, you know, Marlon Mack, who's in the past had some really good, like the running back market would be so much fun to talk about if the Steelers needed it at all. I mean, I feel like that's every position we've talked about at this point for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's like, yeah, well, you know, it would be great, but this team is just loaded up on every position, so it's just no big deal at this point. Like, you don't need to add anybody. Zeke would be uh Zeke would Zeke would be uh Zeke would be a fun one. I'd have I'd have fun with uh with the Zeke Elliott in Pittsburgh. I would yeah, I think everyone would. Um yeah, Zeke would be a lot of fun. Um yeah, I I don't know. That's just like <laughs> Zeke would just Zeke would just be fun to talk to. I feel like Zeke would just yes. be fun to interact with. I think like in the locker room, watching him at practice, like he would provide a little like OTAs and training camp can get kind of slow sometimes. But Zeke being there would that's what that I'm saying. Like juice. Zeke Zeke just always adds fuel to the fire. Like you got to be like, all right, this is this is cool. Plus, like a running back that could score 15 touchdowns a season. That's exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers are looking for. 100 percent what the Pittsburgh Steelers are looking for. All right, moving on. More news and notes here. Antonio Brown says he's he's returning to football. He's back. He's suiting up as soon as this weekend. He said as soon as uh, I'm, you know, you gotta you gotta believe what you could believe here. Suiting up for the Albany Empire, which since the uh, their week one win, I believe, have gone zero and four. They're looking rough. I believe there was a fight over the weekend when they yeah. when they played and lost. Antonio Brown went on a whole rampage on Twitter. We're still uncertain if Antonio Brown actually owns the team or not. We don't really know what's going on here, but he says he's suiting up. He said he's playing for this team. He's going to make it better. I mean, AB playing in the Arena League might be a little bit unfair. You got thoughts on this? You excited? You going to watch Antonio Brown play some Arena League football? I'll watch some highlights for sure. Um, but I like. Is how different is arena? I'm. I will freely admit I've never watched an arena football game before. Yeah, I think I've watched like two. How different is it from NFL football? Like, I assume it's less players, right, on the field at a time. I believe so. I would. Right. They have to be right. Like, there's no right. way that you're because there's no out of bounds. Like, you're just running no, into the wall. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. walled in. So like, you're just you could just run right into the wall. No, no questions asked. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I still think that's like, it doesn't matter though. Like you put Antonio Brown out yeah. there. Like, don't you just feel like, yeah, it's he, just, it's game over. Like, yeah, he's, he's automatically over. the most talented player in that league. I, I don't even know who's in it, but it's Antonio Brown. Yeah. He, like even Antonio Brown, who's been out of football for how many years? Two, like officially. Two, yeah. Two officially two, I believe. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he does look, so I will say he looks slimmer now than he does, than he did when he stopped playing but yeah. still this is like this ain't Tony O'Brien we're talking about like I, I don't care who you are in the arena football league you're in the arena football league for a reason and this is Antonio Brown it'll be a little unfair but 
I also do. I don't know if we know. He, like they don't really didn't they lose a bunch of players? Like players have been walking out. Yeah, I don't know if they're back. Been... Like they're the coach quit. I think he came back after he started getting paid again because nobody's getting paid. Remember at the beginning of this, yes. um, they lost their quarterback who was like the best quarterback in football. Their wide receiver who was the league MVP last year also led the league in touchdowns at the time. I don't know if he came back. Somebody else. I believe as well. You could check their Instagram because their Instagram was at, it was like, a, it was like a now hiring mm. ad put on there. We're looking for a quarterback, a running back. Give um, us a wide receiver. I'm like, what are you doing guys? So, and he I'm tweeted just, out the other day, he went on a whole rampage. I think he said they need a quarterback, quarterback, running back. He called the it? whole team out. Whole. Team yeah. Out. I, I don't think it's out of the question that Antonio is talking, is talking himself into, let me play a little play a little running back. A little, a little running back, a little quarterback. There's been reports out there that he I think it was him. I think he actually said it that he's been trying to convince Cam Newton to come play for them. Ooh. Maybe Cam Newton suiting up for the arena football. Like that's unstoppable. You're not get you're not I, beating those two in arena football. It's just yeah, not no. happening. Like I I have my thoughts about Cam Newton, but like Yeah, not great, not great NFL quarterback, but phenomenal arena league football. Like the the it'd be one thing if you're like, oh, can these guys go dominate the XFL? Which the answer would still be yes. But arena football, like if you're going tiers of football here, it's like the right. NFL, the spring leagues, however you want to rank those yeah. ones, college football, like Alabama, Georgia-ish, arena football league. Yeah. Easy. Like you know, you're not. This is this will be the C- easiest thing ever. I bet the CFL is like somewhere in there too. Like, oh, the CFL's got it. I think CFL's probably up there with like the spring league, maybe. Like, yeah, because that's a whole other set of root. Chad Ochocinco was like, that was the hardest league I've played in because you really? just don't understand what's going on half the time. Yeah, they set it up. Like, I, have you ever watched a CFL game? I've watched like maybe no. three. I only watch these games when like like when Ochocinco played. I watched him play mm-hmm. like a game. Uh, Juice Williams was my guy when he played at mm-hmm. Illinois with Rashad Mendenhall. He ended up in the Arena Football League, so I went to go see him for a game. That's the only Arena Football game I've ever watched. Um, the CFL is like crazy. Like they could, you could run. Like you could start like yeah, ten yeah, yards yeah. back mm-hmm. and then like run. Like he said, all those rules make it very difficult to like leave the NFL and then come here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the CFL would be. It, it's just like, like you know, it's like the step above that like fandom thing. You know, when mm-hmm. they're like. Uh, well, the fans call the play, the, whatever Johnny Menzel was oh, in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Cam Newton and AB would be unstoppable. I, I think they have to make it happen at this point. There's no way you drug test in those leagues. If yeah, you're you Cam can't. Newton, are you going to do it? If you're Cam Newton, you, are you going to go instead of taking a backup job and complaining about all these reasons why nobody's signing you as a backup quarterback, even though you're yeah, not Cam, a backup Cam quarterback? Cam seems like kind of a football freak like he does I, I feel like he he's one of those guys who just doesn't know what to do with himself if there's no football yes. um so i feel like he's going to give it every shot to play in every league that he can until he can't and then he'll go coach or something you know yes. like um yeah so yeah i i think cam absolutely would that would be man ab cam newton would be sell be some good. tickets oh easy easy mm-hmm. albany's uh, albany's like eight hours from us that's a drive that's a drive. I ever found myself in New York though during the spring. Mm. Definitely going to watch Cam Newton and AB play. 100. Yeah. percent You're going to win a Super Bowl at that point. Like I don't know what the, the Arena League championship is, <laughs> yeah. but there there's you're not losing a game. I don't care who's out there. You know you're you're winning. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. All right, more news and notes. Steelers bringing in an XFL edge rusher, Stansley Maponga. Yeah, 32 years old, former fourth or fifth round pick in the NFL. 
spent some time in the league, bounced around a little bit. Falcons in 2015, Giants, um, the Denver Broncos. Then he went to the XFL, played for the Seattle, the Seattle Dragons when it first happened, ended up in the CFL, and then made his way back to the XFL, playing for the Guardians this past season. Uh, he had two sacks in 10 games, 2.5 sacks in 10 games this season, 22 tackles that they they worked him out. It's not a signing. It's not a, you know, it's just a, are you capable of playing football type of meeting? I guess this comes after Quan Alexander seemingly faded into the dust for the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's been no news surrounding it. They still have one roster spot available. I mean, I, I don't, I, I want to ask what are your thoughts, but my thoughts are, this is a very unimpressive workout yeah. tryout for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. I still think they'll have some work to do on that final roster spot, even, even after this workout, um, the, this guy's 32 years old. Like why? I, I don't think they would use a roster spot in a 32 year old guy who has barely cracked an NFL roster before, like when he was actually in his prime versus uh, like, you know what this guy is like, you know, when a guy's 32 years old, you know what he is, um, why you wouldn't try to hit on some guy who has some potential maybe, or, you know, could be something, you know, a rookie, uh, a, a young guy, a second or third year guy over, you, you'd take that over a 32 year old who's never, never stuck on really any yeah, kind no. of professional football team. Yep. That's the thing is like, even with, when we talked about Luke Barku and Hakeem Butler, like you look at these guys and you just think, okay, cool. Like, you know, that's like good. Glad that they're bringing them in, giving them a shot. They're young. Maybe, maybe they just needed time to develop. But at the same time, you're like, there's a reason that you didn't make it in the NFL when you did to be 32 years old. Like, there's a reason that you never got back there. And there's and and I'd hate to bag on this guy. Like, I hope that he I hope that he proves me wrong and that he's just a menace. And even if he doesn't sign in Pittsburgh, he has like a phenomenal seat. I hope I'm 100 percent wrong on this guy. But just on the surface, like you're not coming off of a ridiculous season in the in the XFL, pretty average year, two and a half sacks, 22 tackles like cool a good year good for you 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 play you bounced around so much that you couldn't even make it back into the league to go to the xfl and then the cfl it's just like it's it's not an impressive name for the steelers to bring in here and just like you said at 32 years old is just it's too old for me i do want to i do want to pivot from this i i want to toss the name out there because as this started happening as as i got the news for this one and we started digging into this I started thinking about other guys that the Steelers could bring in here. A name that I that I think is very interesting that I didn't realize remains on the free agency market and I think makes just as much sense as Quan Alexander. Kind of surprised that they haven't talked about him is Deion Jones, former Atlanta Falcons, oh. played mm-hmm. with the Cleveland Browns last year, known for his pass coverage ability. He's only 28 years old. He didn't start in Cleveland last year, so I think that expectations are lower but he's still at two and a half sacks, 44 tackles and an interception. Like that's, that's yeah. For a guy who was probably playing limited. Yeah. Who guy wasn't starting playing limited snaps. Yeah. He was playing 11 games. He was a, maybe not a first round pick, but he second was round a, pick. yeah. Second, second round pick, pick for he, Falcons. Yeah. There's some talent there. Like I remember he was starting almost right away for the Falcons. I think when he got drafted, like there's something there. Like it, it, it's clear that he like, played really well in a reserve role. That's what he would be in Pittsburgh. That's a, I had no idea he was still on the market. I haven't, I don't think anyone, not even just in Steelers circles, but you haven't seen really anyone talk about 
him uh, still being on the market. No, again, you... it's like, why does no one need linebackers anymore? Like, I don't nah, know. It's a dying, like I keep saying, it's like a weird dying, dying breed. But like, it's the same thing. Like, I think he's like in the same boat as Miles Jack. Like, good guys probably compete for a starting job whenever they do enter your program. But you might want to see like what you have before you just go and get them because they're like the baseline of starter, I would say. But I mean, you you do a quick Google and just type in Deion Jones and you hit the news tab. And the last thing that's written about this guy is three weeks ago. No, there's been no news. Like he has not, he hasn't done anything in almost a month now. Remains on the market. I, I think that, you know, for a guy, the thing with Quan Alexander is I had expectations that Quan Alexander would have to come in here and start. He would have to be like an immediate that kind of push a Landon Roberts out the way or at least compete with him with Deion Jones. I feel the same way with less pressure pressure. Like if you wanted Jones to come off the bench, he's already come off the bench. Like that was his role in Cleveland last year was to come off the bench and, and just like be that guy. And I think maybe he's, you know, maybe, maybe he slides into that role a little bit more, but like at the same time, like, Dude, the guy's been outside of Cleveland last year. The guy was impressive. Like you run, you run through the through the list here. He started all but two games during his time in Atlanta. He got hurt one season. That's in 2018 when he missed 10 games. He only played six games. Every other year besides that, including his rookie season, he has had over a hundred tackles. And all but his final year in Atlanta, he had at least one interception. Overall, in six years in Atlanta, he had 11 picks, 11 interceptions. Like, that's yeah, that's, that's crazy. Impre- yeah, five touchdowns. Like, the guy, the guy, the guy, yeah, it's impressive <laughs> stat lines. It's super impressive stat lines. On top of that, he's got, uh, you know, eight and a half sacks, 11 sacks overall in his career. He had two and a half last year. Like, I mean, just, you know, he knows, he knows how to. He knows how to play football the way that the Pittsburgh Steelers are looking for somebody to play football. Yeah. It just seems to make a lot of sense for me. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was a starter on that uh, Falcons team that went to the Super Bowl. He was right? like, uh, was he that was. his rookie year? Or maybe 2016, possibly, possibly 2016. Yeah, but like, yeah, this guy has not just played, but played winning football. Five touchdowns is wild. Like there are there are offensive players who don't don't score that many touchdowns in their career. Yes, yes, five touchdowns is like crazy, crazy. Yeah. And like it's not like it was like oh yeah like his rookie season he had two he had two touchdowns but he had 165 re- interception return yards which means that like this guy worked to get into the end zone it wasn't like right. a, oh you know like well, it was just intercept the football and walk into the end zone like 165 yards chances are at least one of those you took 75 yards to the house right that's impressive I don't know why nobody's talked about him maybe he's dealt with injuries maybe there's things I don't know about. Deion Jones that I should know about Deion Jones. Maybe he's asking for a boatload of money. I think Deion Jones makes, but he's waiting way too much sense. Yeah. If he's holding out for more money, he's, and also if you're the Steelers, like mostly set at linebacker, like even if he has injury concerns, like you can take a flyer on a guy like that. Like, yes. Yeah. And if he's asking for a lot of money, he's not going to get it. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's getting late in the calendar. He's going to have some pressure on him to actually sign with a roster or sign with a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is that. Yeah, it almost makes too much sense. Yeah, way like way too much sense. He has dealt with uh, he has dealt with injuries. He, he had a sol- shoulder injury last. Last year, last year before he was traded to. So maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe he only played half the season 
in Atlanta and then half the season in Cleveland. I don't know. I didn't. Why? Deion Jones just didn't pop up for me. Like, just wasn't a name that I was focused on whenever the Steelers played the Browns. Don't know why. But he did have a shoulder injury. I, I mean, like, I get it concerning, but for your third inside linebacker, this uh, 24 hours before OTAs, give them a call. Like, just be like, hey, you know, let's just talk. Let's just see if you fit here the way we think you could. You have money. You know, if you're going to go spend money on Quan Alexander, go spend money on Deion Jones. I think it makes a lot of sense. All right. Last thing I want to talk about here. Ben Roethlisberger had Kenny Pickett on his podcast, the football and podcast with Ben Roethlisberger yesterday. It was a great episode. Overall, I actually very much so enjoyed it. Ben's had some some real good ones, some real awkward ones. He's come a long way since the first time. My first analysis or my first like takeaway from Ben Roethlisberger's initial podcast, I think it was the Merrill Hodge one I watched. It was the first one I ever watched. I don't know if that was the first one ever. And they eat during it. Like they eat food during the they test food it's like it's like they have like a chef that like customizes it to the guy that's that's there Mm -hmm. to visit like yesterday it was kenny pickett's like favorite meal which was like a buffalo chicken quesadilla is a good meal you know that's not a bad choice i guess and then they drink some beers so like it's like supposed to be like that's like part of the show at first it was weird it's gotten better but like the first episode you're like listening to them just like and yeah. you're like oh this is disgusting now they know to like move away from the camera you know what i mean like yeah. it's not not super awkward but it was it, it was a i thought it was a very good show i enjoyed the the episode kept me intrigued the whole time kenny was cool he's a little bit more open than usual which was nice but there was one thing that stood out one ginormous thing that stood out in a negative light unfortunately and that's the fact that ben roethlisberger opened up he was asked late in the episode um about whether about how he thought watching Kenny, because obviously all the questions are the other way around. Kenny, how does it feel to step into the shoes of Ben Roethlisberger? Does it add any pressure? You know, what? what is that like? Ben was asked the other way. What, what was it like to watch Kenny kind of try to fill your shoes? What was it like to have him step into it? And and he was very, uh, he was very open about it. I'm going to be, quote unquote, from the podcast, he says, I'm going to be super transparent here. I'm going to be, I'm going to get blasted. I probably shouldn't say this. But who cares at this point? I wouldn't say that I wanted Kenny to necessarily fail, but I like when someone comes to replace you. Oh, but like when someone comes to replace you and you still feel like you had it, I hope he doesn't come out and ball because then it's like Ben who? And and he continues to said early on, I didn't want him to succeed because he was following me up. I didn't want it to happen. That's probably the selfishness of me and I feel bad for it. As the season went on and it got, onto his third game playing. I was rooting for him. I was excited for you, and I wanted you to succeed. He said to Kenny, I wanted you to win games. I wanted you to get to the playoffs. I feel bad that I felt that early on, but I'm glad that I transitioned to love, to the love of rooting for you. So opened up very, you know, very transparent about, oh, well, you know, first off, I wasn't a fan. (laughs) Took three games for him to say, okay, look at this guy's good. Let's yeah. Let's get over it. He did say, like, you know, like there were games by the end of the season where I was like yelling on the couch, like rooting for you, and I was wearing mm-hmm. your jersey. So he has come full circle here. But I mean, still, like, it's Ben Roethlisberger. I feel like the pressure shouldn't be that high. And maybe it's right. the way that he went out. But I kind of just took it as like, I took it two ways. In a positive light, I said, it's got to be cool to somewhat have to earn the respect of these guys if you're Kenny Pickett to say, like, nothing's handed to you. And, and I kind of like it, it mu- it's got to feel somewhat good to say, Ben didn't like me, and now he likes me because I I earned that. At the same time, 
Like it's not, it's never going to be Ben who like there are people who literally would die for Derek Bell is one of those people who like, if you talk bad about Ben Roth, I'm nervous to talk bad about Ben Roethlisberger on the show with them <laughs> because I'm like, this guy's not going to let me live this down, especially if he could prove me right in the moment or prove me wrong in the moment. So those stands are always going to be there. I don't know. What were your thoughts when you, when you, when you what were your thoughts? Well, I mean, so the first thing is, yeah, this was, this was not like a nice thing for Ben to say or to think, yes. uh, especially in the moment. I, I can appreciate some growth and, you know, your instincts are your instincts and what you feel is what you feel. But to be, to be able to say, yeah, this was wrong. Um, I shouldn't have felt that way, but uh, you know, I turned myself around and he apologized and he was, he clearly felt bad about it. Like I take him at his word and I think that's genuine. It's just for someone as successful as Ben to kind of be that insecure is, is weird. And I, I, I don't know if I can really, I don't know. I just feel like if I was Ben and if I was as beloved in this city as he is, I I wouldn't, it would be really hard for me to feel that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's just weird to be so immediately threatened by a guy who he hasn't done anything yet. Like I, yeah. I, I get Kenny's popular and people like him, but he hasn't done anything yet. You are, you oversaw one of the more successful eras of this, probably the second most successful era of this franchise's history. Like take yeah. some pride in that. Like it's not about anyone else. It's about you, Ben. And, and so it was just, it was weird to me. I, it's, it's, you don't really see people that successful very often be that insecure. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But it's got to like, at the same time, like it did, it struck me the same way. And I just thought like, Ben, dude, you're the greatest quarterback in Steelers history. You know, there's there's no debate anymore. You're a future hall. You're a first ballot Hall of Famer. You're going to sit right there with Tom Brady. You know, you two are going to go into they they both retired this past season, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Brady's after him. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So Ben's going in by himself. You know what I mean? Like he's he's going to probably headline that Hall of Fame class like what? And he still is here. You know, like he's at all the games whenever he's shown on television. He's got the podcast like people do not forget about Ben Roethlisberger, just like they don't forget about Terry Bradshaw. Like everybody knows about Terry Bradshaw. Nobody in Pittsburgh is like Terry, who who's Terry Bradshaw? Like your children know about Terry Bradshaw. If you're a Steelers fan, that's just how it is. And Ben will be the same way, but I kind of get it, you know, like to be that high, you know, like you were, you were at the pinnacle, the top, there's nobody in this city at maybe Sidney Crosby. And I still think, no, like I'm still going to go Ben Roethlisberger. Like I think Ben Roethlisberger was the top of the top the top of the food chain in Pittsburgh for a long time. It's, it's gotta be hard to come off that and to say, okay. And then see somebody else come in here. That is as popular as Kenny Pickett. Who's the local kid. He's not the local kid, but people look at him like this hometown hero to come in here and then like make your team good. It's gotta be tough to think like, Oh man, this guy's going to pass me off. It's going to be one year, you know, and then it's over. I get that. But like, just like you said, like, you know, I don't know, like maybe just don't say it to him. Maybe just right. be like, you know, like, yeah, I'm keep happy that one for to you. yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you get a lot of guys that are like, uh, you know, like, you know, it's cool. Go beat my records. Go do all this. Go do that. Ben's just like, no, nah, man, I actually, I, I hoped that you sucked. Like, I was yeah. really hoping that you were real bad. I didn't get that one. But again, you know, it's, it, it's it can't like kind of, that's kind of Ben, you know, like, that's it is. Just kind of who he's, that's who Ben is. It's kind of who he's been his whole career. So, you know, to expect him to be different, you know, not even two years removed from his retirement that you know you can't expect that much from him yes. but yes um, he did the same thing with mason you know like yeah. 
with the Mason yeah. Rudolph thing, but, but different. I'm glad. I think that's the one big thing here is, and he talked about that too. He was like, it, like he didn't talk about Mason, but he talked about when he came in, some of the older guys were like, or not, not even him, but he said that he's heard like other way around. were like quarterbacks. Cause they were talking about Mitch Trubisky and they were saying, he was saying like, I've heard stories of guys, veterans who like gave their rookies like bad information and stuff. And I was just like, I hope you acknowledge that you're talking about yourself. I don't think that he gave Mason any bad information, but the fact he didn't that he didn't try to yeah, help. Him. Yeah. Like they were very openly not friends. And that, I think that, you know, that hindered that obviously hindered Mason Rudolph's success in Pittsburgh. I don't think that he, you know, turns into, I think Kenny Pickett's still here. I think we sit as we sit no matter what, but you know, like it, it, it started with Mason. I'm glad that it's evolved. I'm glad that it started, that it started as in, we will not even communicate. We won't be friends. We still won't be friends to this day to, ah, this really bugs me, but I could get over it. We are now cool. Everything's fine. I'm going to be here to help you out, which I think is important. Yeah. I do think yeah. it's important. And I think it's just, it must've been awkward for Kenny. Like, I, I don't know if this is the yeah, first time he's heard this story, but yeah, I think it is. But like, but there are stories about Kenny saying, yeah, when I was at Pitt, I looked up to Ben. I watched him practice and I learned so much from him. Like Kenny had a real reverence for this guy. And I'm sure that hurt to be like, man, this, this guy I really looked up to was rooting for my downfall. Like I wanted to walk in his footsteps and he wanted no part of me that. Yeah. I'm sure that must've stung a little bit. That was the thing watching it. I was just like, yikes. Like this is awkward. This is, this is very and, awkward. And Kenny, and was Kenny like, didn't say like, I would have been like, what the hell? Like, what do you mean that? Yeah. Like, no, he was just like, cool. Yeah. He's like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I was just like, he said that he didn't want you to succeed, man. Don't say thank you. Stop it. And I'm not trying to turn Ben into a bad guy. Like, I just genuinely think I don't think that it came from a place of. Like, I don't think that Ben is like a dick, you know, like, I don't think that he looks at it. I, I think he is to a degree. I think all football players are, but I don't think that he like said it in like a way of like, I want to hurt you. Yeah. I think he I think said he it trying. in a way of, yeah, like he was just like, I'm going to be genuine in a moment. And that genuine, that, that genuine statement came off as, as being a huge dick. And yeah. Yeah, it's just, it just, That's part it of, just it's, was, was. It's part of growth. I mean, like you got to, exactly. It's part you got to admit who you were before to be someone different. Um, yeah. yeah. So I can respect that and you know, just hope it continues for Ben. Cause I think he could, he could be a really like, helpful figure for for Kenny and he yes. could be a, a great like ambassador for the Steelers still and there's also a, a world where he kind of sours that relationship with with the city yep. and the fans and with the with the team now and you just hope that doesn't happen yeah you really do hope that doesn't happen because it's happened so many times before the Steelers have had they have a long history of guys just like leaving and never wanting to come back for one reason or another I don't want Ben to be that guy, especially with a new quarterback. Like I think Ben has an opportunity to solidify his legacy even more as like the guy that helped transition Kenny into this next great quarterback for the Steelers. Like I really think that he could be part of that. I'm glad, just like you said, I'm glad that he took that step of growth. I don't want to sit here and like judge a 38 year old man. Like my 27 year old self has any idea, you know what it's like. I, I don't want to do that. But I'm. I did. I took it. I took it as a positive, even though it was definitely a negative, And I just tried to view it as, as such. But the fact that you know I had to wake up at six o'clock in the morning this morning and write <laughs> that one, and I was like, "Come on, man! Can we?" St- I would like to put a good headline out about Ben Roethlisberger every once in a while, and it just doesn't right. doesn't always seem to happen. 
doesn't always yeah. seem to happen. But uh, again, good for Ben. Hopefully that connection continues. If you guys haven't watched that episode, it's a really good one. I would highly recommend it. Like I said, you know, there's not a lot of chewing. So, you know, it's, it's better than <laughs> it's better than some. But I would highly mm-hmm. recommend going and check that one out. With that, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Please make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Check us out anywhere you get your podcast and find all of mine and Steven's work at allsteelers.com and our pit coverage at insidethepanthers.com. We'll be back every single day during OTAs with quick updates from what we saw at practice, heard in the locker room, so on and so forth. Uh, find our complete coverage on YouTube and at allsteelers.com throughout the next three weeks. Football is back tomorrow. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.